You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Roger B. This is the Locked and Loaded Show, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. I'm going to start off today nice and easy with stupid stuff. (laughs) Man pulls a fake gun on cops, gets fatally shot. Okay, stupid is as stupid does. Hey, you know, it's called cleaning the gene pool. (laughs) A little little chlorine in the gene pool now and again. I mean, come on, does that guy really need to... Replicate? Yeah, it's like, you know. <laughs> Should I put it? You know what stupid is, the stupid does? Play stupid games, win stupid prizes? Oh, man. <laughs> There's a million ways to say this. But wait. But now, a Boston judge has ruled in this case, because this happened in Boston and Massachusetts. A Boston judge has ruled the officers can be sued for shooting him. On what grounds? The fact that they shot him even On though he had a fake gun. grounds? Hey. He had a fake gun. So a cop is supposed to just you can point. You're supposed to know. You're supposed to be able to determine in a mo- in a moments and an instant whether a gun is real or not, or whether you're allowed to shoot the idiot or not. Okay. Well, like I always say, you first. Yeah. So any of these politicians, whoever's pushing this bill to allow this. Oh, a judge then, just ruled it. He said, yeah, you could sue them. All right. Well, with this judge, then, then you know what? When the next criminal or whatever comes up and points a gun at that judge, let's see how he feels about it. Yeah. I mean, that's what they say it takes to turn a, con- uh, a liberal into conservative. One good mugging. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's apparently it's true. So now, federal, he has ruled that a wrongful death suit against the police can proceed and against the Boston Police Department. It's okay. So the cop shots, shoots a guy who pulls out a fake gun on them, and of course he doesn't know it's fake. Now, granted, if it were orange or red or some you know bright color, they may hesitate. But it looked like a real gun. It was, I guess, it was an airsoft or pellet gun or something. So they shot him twenty six times. <laughs> <laughs> well, he should, you know. There are there are magazines that hold thirty. Should have just went for thirty. Well, there were several officers there, so you know what I don't. Uh, so, you're, six, so you're saying six, it should have been ninety. Six officers <laughs> fired thirty-one rounds at him and hit him twenty-six times. Oh, that's a waste of expensive ammo. Okay, wait a minute. It wait, seems wait, to wait, be, wait, doesn't wait. it? A total of thirty-one rounds between them. Somebody missed a few times. Okay, then we need a little more training. <laughs> well, I don't think. I think actually, did I think? Or yeah. did he? Did the victim fall quickly? So we could have had some- uh, maybe. Now they said now the family of this guy who pulled the fake gun officer said um, the police were not following protocol. What is the protocol? What's- when someone pulls a gun on you and points it at you. I'd like to ask those family back. members if they're walking down a street or somewhere and someone points out a gun. What's the protocol? If someone points a gun on them. Yeah, and what was he doing walking around with a fake gun pointing it at anybody? Period. And why on earth would you point it at a police officer? The gun turned out to be a BB gun, so he could have put an eye out. He could have put an eye out, according (laughs) to the movie that's being shown nonstop (laughs) right now. Uh, So he could have definitely brought permanent damage to the officer. So now the lawsuit is naming the city of Boston, five Boston police officers, and a Massachusetts state trooper as defendants. Hmm. So now they're and the thing is, if they get rid of this uh, qualified immunity for police officers, and this shouldn't even be a case of that because the guy threatened them first with a weapon. I'm sorry, a BB gun is a weapon. It's a weapon. Yes, yeah. it is a weapon, capable of putting eyes out. We've we've heard that since the time we were very little. Absolutely. Yeah. How ever many times did your mother? I know you can't. You'll shoot your eye out. Ever since I saw the leg lamp movie. <laughs> <laughs> a Christmas you know, story. We'll tell you know you. the one. <laughs> That's right. But apparently, he responded. They 
Police were called. They responded. The area of a hospital for a report of a man with a gun. So apparently he was waving this gun around at other people as well. Now, granted, it wasn't real. It was a BB gun. But what if it had been real? What if he had shot innocent people? Then it would have been okay? Who? And how are they supposed to determine this, though? Unless he shot somebody with a BB gun ahead of time and they said, ow, he shot me with a BB gun. And then they would have taken things a little differently, probably. But when they don't know and he just points a gun at officers. It, it, look, I, it, you don't I, know the protocol? <laughs> Excuse me, is, is that a real gun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I am an avid Second Amendment guy. And if I don't know you and you point a gun at me, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> We're going to have a big problem, and you're probably going to get hit. Now, uh, I can't promise I'll hit you 26 times, but, <laughs> I mean, you're going to get hit. Yeah, there's there's going to be a problem, you know. You yeah. Know, he ordered, they ordered him repeatedly to drop the gun, and then they shot him. Man. Where he was pronounced dead on – they transported him to a hospital, okay. and he was pronounced dead on the okay. scene. Okay. Well, let me just make this point, too. Now, I was – trained in martial arts and spent a lot of time in a Japanese school and one of the rules was you do not let your attacker hit you first. If you see it coming Strike first, strike strike, hard, no mercy. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Absolutely. (laughs) Cobra Kai. That is the same thing (laughs) and it doesn't mean I was a mean person or anybody else in my school was a mean person. It just meant that I'm not going to give you the chance to, to render me Inoperable <laughs> of, of protecting myself. And that's how anyone out there, whether they're a police officer or just a good citizen, if you point a gun at them, it is their duty to take you out first. Now, apparently one of the hospital valets was also struck by a bullet. He was injured, although it, not seriously. There's going to be casual, um, <laughs> every now and then, some, <laughs> some casual damage, let's say. But, hey, he, he lived. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, it wasn't serious. We weren't aiming. They weren't aiming for him. No. So collateral damage happens. That's, That's what right. I was looking Colla- for. Oh, collateral, collateral damage, yes. Collateral damage is the well, thing. Well, you know, they hit him 26 but. times out of 31, so that means only five bullets didn't hit him. Exactly. Somehow, which so, is, I guess that's a pretty good ratio, considering hey. they thought they were being fired upon by some well, idiot with a gun. You know, if I'm in the vicinity and a cop is saving his life or his partner's life and I happen to take collateral damage to, to my leg or something, you know, I can live with that. I can live with that because most of the times yeah. I'll be able to recover. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but apparently. if you hear gunfire, well, it's too late. If you see... <laughs> Was it right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, you know, there are advantages of being short. <laughs> I just watched the bullets go right over my head. No. <laughs> hey, you know what? You got to take, uh, if you see something happening, take cover. See, Don't they, wait to you. And they were describing the replica gun he had as very realistic. Realistic, wow. So there you go. You know, you carry a gun that looks like a real gun, and you point it at an officer. That's called suicide by police officer. <laughs> yeah. But apparently exactly. in Boston, these cops are all going to be sued. Now, I don't know if they're going to lose the suit or not. Hopefully, they have lawyers attached to the police department who will get this case thrown out before it goes anywhere too seriously. Because if not... What, what's going to happen next time you call the police to respond to a, a man with a gun? They're going to say, right. "Nope, I'm I'm no. I'm out. I'm I'm yeah. eating lunch. I'm, I'm taking a taking a, a drain. I'm on break. Yep, I'm not going to that. I don't want to have to shoot somebody with a gun, whether it's real or not. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the one put. I don't want to expose what? myself and my family to that possible risk. What happens with the next mass shooter, radical moron? 
goes into a mall or something, and you expect police officers to to run in and put themselves between you and the shooter. Well, let me I tell mean, you something. Police don't carry guns to protect you. They carry guns to protect themselves. Exactly. <laughs> and if they're not in any danger, they're, they're not going to want to use that gun. It's the same way with the Second Amendment. We carry weapons to protect ourselves and our family and whoever's with us. Yep, and the Second but, Amendment you know. says, actually, I'm going to read this word for word because I just, you know, I wanted to get this out today because... Pocket Constitution. Yes. Everyone should have one. <laughs> a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Exactly. There you go. Shall there. not be infringed, meaning no restrictions, no infringement, is, no... Uh, there's no ambiguity there. None That's right. It's clear. Do you mind calling the uh, Democrats that are running for uh, in the runoff and explain that to them? The Democrats? Crap. Democrats. Oh, I was saying rats. Or Democrats. Democrats. The Democrats. Yes. You know, if they, they don't care, though. That's yeah. the thing. The Second Amendment is being trampled on a daily basis, and nobody seems to care. Or the people who do care can't do anything about it because they're usually in minority. Because most people don't don't see it as something. Oh, that's old. We don't need that anymore. Yeah, it's it's re- so that's the worst thing is they just oh no well they didn't they never envisioned AR-15s. Well, do you think when they said freedom of the press they envisioned the internet, the radio, internet. television, right. blogs, all that stuff? No, no. Well, In but fact, by the by the same token, you look at the Constitution. And I, I think it's an amazing document that has survived this many years. And no, they didn't know about the Internet, obviously, but they still addressed it in their own way. As, right. far, I mean, as, as far as the Second Amendment goes, no, they didn't know about AR-15s, but they still addressed it. But they had multiple shotguns back then. I mean, they weren't mainstream at the time, but they were out there, and they, they knew this kind of stuff existed. I mean, they knew technology would advance as it had from the time they first started with what they call match locks to the, the flint locks they had in the days of the Revolution. And then on through everything else. In fact, there was no federal gun control until 1934. And that was because of the mafia, right? Uh, they're saying because of criminal enterprises, yes. <laughs> it's just uh, various ones, like Al Capone. I mean, he, I don't know if he was mafia or not, but he was, you know, he was known for using the old Thompson submachine gun, the chopper. <laughs> and uh, that was one of the ones. That's how they actually determined the $200 fee. That you have to get when you get a tax stamp for a fully automatic weapon, a suppressor, or a short barrel rifle. They took the price of the Thompson machine gun, which was about $200, and they made that the price of the stamp. So basically, they doubled the price of the weapon in order to allow you to have it, hmm. which is fine. And even if that were still in force today, that would be fine. But then in 1986, they passed the Hughes Act, which said you cannot have any gun, any machine gun manufactured after 1986. So basically, they, they cut off the entire supply of any fully automatic weapons from private citizens, regardless of licensing, regardless of tax stamps or anything else. You can't own one that was manufactured after 1986, which that needs to be repealed. I mean, if you're an American citizen in good standing and you don't have a criminal record, there's no reason why you shouldn't own whatever kind of weapon you want, Well, in my humble opinion. You should you – should, whatever your state's police force – can, yes. can own, you as a citizen should own. That's something I was thinking about. I mean, these gun companies are going to have to stand up to these police departments in states with restrictive laws. 
Yeah. Like especially in California, they have that roster. You can't the citizens can't own pistols that are not on this roster or list of guns that don't imprint a serial number or some identifying mark on the cartridge in two places somehow yeah. with the weapon. Which the technology, I mean, you could probably build one. It would probably be $20,000. And who's going to buy a $20,000 handgun that doesn't do anything more than a $500 handgun does? Nobody. But they should say, you know what? We won't sell to you anything that your citizens can't own. In right. fact, Glock still manufactures their Gen 3 pistol because it was on the it was not on the roster and it's the only one that's not. Anything past that though, the Gen 4 and 5 are not on this roster so they can't sell them in California. <laughs> so they should not sell the police officers, state troopers, any state any, officers any requiring gun, yeah. weapons, any guns that the citizens can't own. And I know it's a big deal. It's a big contract to get those to get because those people, you know, it's worth millions of dollars. But you know what? You got to look at it and go, okay, how much is the civilian market worth versus five or six or ten police contracts? And the police contract is not going to be steady for years to come necessarily. You get it so many years, and then after that, they could switch right out of that into something else. But you got to look at the civilian market and go, okay, I'm going to trade possibly, what, a hundred million gun owners for a couple thousand police officers? Hmm. You know, you're basically standing there with a noose around your neck tied to a little tree, and you're watering and that tree. And you're going to water that tree as hard as you can. You know, you got an axe and you got a watering sense. can. You're picking up the watering can oh. and you're watering that there, tree. There are some people that have a, a, a chainsaw on one side. Yeah, and water on the other, and they're going to use that water to water that tree. And they're going to get that. And yeah, just, it's it's nuts. It's, it's the it's fact ridiculous. that these people are willing to sacrifice their businesses in the long run. To, yep. to get a short-term gain. So you got to consider that, too. These people need to know what's going on. The, the gun companies are going to have to start looking at the future of this if they're going to have to support gun owners in America or are they going to go for whatever short-term contract gets them a little bit of money. Well, that's true, too. We hope they go by the way of the American people. I would hope yeah. so. I mean, most gun companies probably make more from private citizens than they do from police departments. Let's, uh, let's also reinforce and restate that, folks, please get out and vote. If you haven't voted yet, vote. And literally, the Second Amendment is on the line when if you don't vote. And, uh, you know, the the two Democrats, 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 uh, have both expressed their desire to do away with the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's our life. That's you, our. And, and you better know. Once the Second Amendment is gone, the First Amendment is right behind it. There's nothing to keep them from taking that away. And hello censorship and everything else. Think think about this. During the Revolutionary War, where did people meet up to discuss these things, to make these plans? They met in taverns. They met in churches. They met in people's homes. And what are they doing right now with COVID restrictions? You cannot go to church. You cannot go to bars. You cannot meet people in their homes. You can't have gatherings. They're shutting down sources of communication between people in certain areas. It's ridiculous. So, you know, consider that with these shutdowns. It's not just about the COVID. They're talking about restricting people's rights to convene. They're restricting religious freedom. They're restricting the possibility of the people to address redress grievances against the government. They're stopping them. 
Like in uh, 1776, the guy wearing the mask was there to hold you up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, there was one gun shop that had a sign that says, do not wear a mask in here. If you wear a mask, we're going to assume you're here to rob us, and we will shoot you. (laughs) Or the guy with the barbecue place. He says, we serve pork and beef here, not sheep. Take off the stupid mask. (laughs) So, you know, if you think this is all for your own good, you better think twice. Look at what the governor of California is doing. He met with all his friends in his private restaurant, indoor dining, which was not allowed at the time, and he met with his friends, so it's okay for him. So he must have an idea that this thing is not as serious as they're making it out to be. Why would he risk his life for something like that? Because he knows better than you. He knows this is a scam. He knows this just gives him temporary extra power that he does not deserve or should be able to have. But Newsom is a jerk. A gruesome Newsom, yep. Now he's shut down all outdoor dying in California as well again now. So now California is on complete lockdown again. Why? Because he can. So I don't know. I don't envy the people living there. Now, they're they're working right now on doing a recall for him. And they need 1.5 million signatures. And supposedly they have 800,000 already. And if they can hit the 1.5 million by, I think, the end of March, then there will be a recall election. And I'm sure Newsom will run again. He'll run because anybody can run in the recall. It's really weird. You can have like 50 people running in the election. Hmm. And I, I think uh, the top two end up going to a runoff if it's less than a certain percentage or the top one just wins. I'm not sure. But I'd love to see that happen, get a recall. And the funny thing is you see these restaurant owners complaining and whining and screaming at, you know, the inspectors coming in there. I want to know how the restaurant workers and how the restaurant owners voted. Did you vote for Newsom? Did you vote for Biden? Did you vote for the shutdowns? And now you're complaining about it? Yeah, well, and next time you come to vote, don't vote the same way. Look at what you're doing. Research your candidates. Find out who believes that you have the right to operate a business in this country. If you don't do that, you're voting to stick your own foot in your own mouth. So I'm sorry, but, you know, pay attention to what you're doing. Don't keep doing the same thing expecting a different result. That's the definition of insanity. Speaking of insanity, let's go to New York for a minute. (laughs) Sorry, cuz, if you're listening. Yeah, New York has gone crazy. There's a New York woman who was uh, part of a police gun-running operation bust. They, uh, they, and they busted this lady. They took all these weapons. They put them on a table. They took pictures in front of them saying, we took all these guns off the streets. Now, you know, police have to show off their work once in a while. I understand this, but there are 22 weapons in this Twitter picture that belong to a 31 year old woman. And they said they found acting on a tip. Now she could be sentenced to 25 years if convicted. But there's one problem with this. None of the guns they took from her were real. (laughs) They were pellet guns. They were airsoft guns. In fact, she was running a business of renting these weapons to people in movies, people doing uh, music videos, so they could use the fake guns in the videos to be able to, you know, do whatever they wanted to do. But they're all fake. None of them were not a single gun was real. And the one gun that was real was non-operational. It had the trigger assembly pulled out of it, so it could not function. It was not a real weapon. It was not a deadly weapon. So right now, apparently, they're still she's still being charged with this, even though they've determined that n- none of these guns were real except for one. 
and the one real gun was missing its trigger, hand grip, and all the internal mechanisms were out of it to make it work. So it, it was non-functional. It was a paperweight. You know, you have to wonder, how much did this cost the taxpayer to prove that they were crazy? Yeah don't know it's nuts and the thing is she's still under indictment for this they haven't dropped the charges yet even though there were toy guns airsoft guns starter pistols and maybe they didn't know this at the time they took them which is possible because some of them look realistic they just gathered them all up but now that they know they should have turned right around handed everything back to her and said we're sorry we didn't know we had to check please be careful with who you show these to because we're getting complaints you know And as long as she didn't threaten anybody with them, there'd be no reason for them to even consider taking these toys from her. (laughs) But now she's facing up to 25 years in jail for having fake guns. And I wonder if the police are going to actually back down and admit they made a mistake, or are they going to double down, try and push some sort of charges against her just to make themselves look like they're doing a job or doing something. I don't know. This is something they, that needs to stop. You know, if the police make a mistake, admit it, move on. That's it. You know, don't sit there and push a bad position. That's just dumb. Everybody knows you don't put good after bad. You know, you made a something bad happen, make a correction, fix it. Hopefully it'll just go away and that'll be the end of it. And as and from what I've seen, though, the picture is still on Twitter. They still left the picture up there with the cops posing with these fake guns. So it's, you know, it's crazy. And this lady is like she's never had any trouble with the law in her life. And now they're trying to, you know, charge her with all these gun crimes. And how do you charge somebody with a gun crime when there were no real guns involved? (laughs) Oh, New York, New York, you kill me sometimes. I love visiting, but to actually go up there and live there, I couldn't imagine who would want to do that. Okay, let's go to California for a minute. Speaking of nutcases, <laughs> it seems weird that the two, the East Coast and the West Coast, have their representatives on both sides, and yet most places in the middle are pretty much more neutral. In fact, one place I'm going to get to in a minute, Missouri, has done some wonderful things just recently. We've got to see if that goes all the way through. But apparently in California, they have a gun rationing law in place. You can only purchase one handgun every 30 days. Okay, it doesn't seem unreasonable, but yet, why should they have that at all? Shall not be infringed. The last sentence of the Second Amendment tells you clearly, shall not be infringed means there shall be no infringement to your right to own a weapon. If you want to collect weapons, that's your business. Do it. But apparently, the California law limits you to one per month. And most people have worked around this. Well, now, apparently, the Second Amendment Foundation and the Firearms Policy Coalition, along with the San Diego County Gun Owners PAC and several businesses, have brought challenges this month to the California law. Because I think they know the Ninth, the Ninth Circuit Court has changed its composition. They're much more deliberately constitutional now. They're going with constitutional law as opposed to just ruling uh, the way liberals normally do. The Ninth Circuit Court is actually becoming a court again and not the Ninth Circus, as they used to be known as. So we're going to see if this law is constitutional or not. Now, realize they suffered a... Um, I guess a loss California did when their magazine ban was overturned. And for for one glorious week, they had Freedom Week where you, people in California could get any magazine they wanted 
for any weapon they had, and it was perfectly legal until they appealed it, and then they put an injunction against it to shut it down. They sent it back to the courts again, and now they're waiting for a decision to come back down again, I think. And if they approve this again or say the court decided correctly, then California will be open for any type of magazine you want for any type of weapon. The magazine ban will be dead in California. Now, I don't, I don't want to correct you, Roger. Correct because, me. Uh, no, no, no. I, I'm not in the position, up. but you only said or told us one side of the story. So I, as I understand what you said, I can only buy one handgun every 30 days. Correct. So I literally have 29 days to hold people up with that one handgun and steal their guns, right? Yes, you can steal guns. You just can't buy them legally oh, okay. except every 30 days. Yeah, you can steal as many as you want, apparently, because California is just having the, the revolving door on most of their jails now for bail and everything. It's ridiculous. Oh, you get your one gun, then you can go out and steal all steal your Steal the rest, yeah. But, of course, a lot of people in California don't have guns because it's very hard to hard to get them. Well, it's harder to get them, I should say. And with that silly roster thing, you can only buy older guns. I think, I don't know when the roster went into effect, but anything prior to that date was legal. And anything that had been updated or changed or moved to a next generation was not being allowed. It had to be... Doesn't count the stealing ones, though, right? Or do you have to check them and make sure that they that they meet the roster? I don't know. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's funny because they want to try and stop criminals by passing laws. The definition of criminal is he breaks the law. That's why he or she is a criminal. But trying to put common sense into government just just gives me a headache. <laughs> Because someone says, oh, that makes no sense. I go, it's government. It's not supposed to make sense. That's That's pretty much what they do. So hopefully, I'd love to see this, because this policy, of course, discriminates against private citizens, law-abiding private citizens. But now there's an exception to this rule. If you're in the motion picture industry, television, video production companies, you're allowed to buy as many guns as you want. Except the lady in New York. No, she, yeah, she cannot. Well, that's New York. This is California. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. New York apparently doesn't respect Hollywood as much as Hollywood respects itself. <laughs> so they have a Hollywood exemption on this. Now, this would seem like if you have inequality under the law, that's going to be a problem, too. And that would violate the 14th Amendment Equal Protection Clause because everybody's supposed to be equal under the law. But, of course, we know politicians don't pay attention to that because... They passed Obamacare and exempted themselves from being affected by it. So it's it's just for you, but not for us, because we're special. We don't need to have those laws apply to us. All right, we're going to be right back after a few words from sponsors. Be sure to pay attention carefully, because they make this possible. I'm, I'm your Roger host, Dr. Dr. Hal. Every week, we come to you I with the information the that you need so that you will be prepared to advocate for your family and for yourselves when it comes to your health care. God forbid we get Ossoff and Warnock in the Senate, and the left gets what they want, which is a majority in Congress and the White House. First of all, health care will be more expensive. There initially will be a public option. The government will run it. They will be initially very inexpensive, and it will drive commercial payers out of the healthcare market. Then the choices will disappear. The only insurer out there will be the federal government, and that's when we get a single payer. 
This is Rocky Blyer, and I hope you'll make plans to join us on January 28th for Warriors for Hope. I'm thrilled to be a part of this virtual fundraiser for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and Warrior to Citizen. These organizations do so much to support veterans, first responders, and families who've been touched by pediatric cancer. I'd also like to thank David Moxley and his show, David's Pick, here on America's Web Radio, for supporting Warriors for Hope. And I know you'll want to join in and support this event as well on January 28th. So visit warriorsforhope.events. That's warriors and the number four, hope.events. You can make a gift and reserve your seat for this virtual benefit. Again, that's warriors and the number four, hope.events. Thanks for your support, and I'll see you at noon on January 28th. And be sure to write that down on your calendar, January 28th, starting at noon, and they're going to have fantastic products, things, whatever that you can bid on, and it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Rocky Blyer is going to be there, uh, another very, very well-known gentleman named Lee Greenwood, and uh, Cece. And uh, they've all written special songs for the event. And it's going to be a very, very interesting day. I know we're going to be there online watching the event. And uh, we might even bid on something. Who knows? But anyway, it's going to be great. And at this time, too, I want to remind everybody, please go to our website and check out all the various things that we have going on. If you need a pocket constitution, we have a way that you can get that. We'll send you one. If you need uh, a flag to fly outdoors, we have a three, a beautiful three-by-five flag that we'll send you. Uh, just check out Becoming a Patron, and uh, we'd appreciate it, and certainly appreciate it going into this time of season, uh, this season, uh, and ask that everybody make sure that we think about what the season is really all about. And as uh, Victor mentioned earlier, be sure and go out tonight and look at the... Uh, the lineup of Jupiter and Saturn that looks like one star looks like the North Star that was over Bethlehem. And uh, it's supposed to be dramatic. So, with that, you're listening to America's Web Radio. And now it's time to get back to Roger B. Hello, everybody. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded. We're going to get right back into it. We've discussed politics. Now we're going to get into some real gun stuff. That's right. The U.S. Army is looking to replace the M249 squad automatic weapon, the SAW, and the M16 slash M4 carbine that has been used in close quarters combat. And they're trying to do this within the next two years. Now, keep in mind, the M4 has been around for about 30 years and the M16 for probably 30 years before that. So this is a, we've been using a pretty old system. Now, granted, <clears throat> It's been very effective. It works really well. But you know what? As with everything, things have to advance. They have to get better. We have to move up if we're going to stay competitive, I guess. So they're looking to get weapons from several different companies. They're asking for 15 rifles, 15 automatic rifles, and 180,000 cartridges. You know, back to the M16. Um, it really, it's almost, it's 50 years well, no, the M4 was 30 years. Okay. The M16 was probably another 30 years before that, so it was maybe 40. I don't know. When did it? 60-something? No, no, it, 
it uh, became they were using the old M14, which was heavy. That was in up to Korea and parts uh, into and, Vietnam. And no, I it think. was in Nam too. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so about <laughs> sixty. But during Vietnam, they brought out the M16. I think. Correct, correct. I was in in my unit. Um, you know, and it was sort of interesting. Uh, you had you'd qualified on an M14. Which was very heavy. Heavy and, and had a much bigger cartridge in it, yeah. too. And uh, then they brought out when our unit got our supply of M16s, uh, then you had to requalify, and it was like. It was like uh, shooting air, an air gun almost. Yeah, you know? it was probably a lot easier to use the M16. Oh, yeah. That's one reason why they brought it out. It was lighter, it was easier to shoot, it could carry more ammo with less weight. The only other thing that. Uh, they had a problem with the well two things they had a real problem in in nam with was one get the m16 would jam if it got dirty right and so you we were always having to clean it and the other thing was the uh flash suppressor was open like a pitchfork almost yeah on the end you know and it would get stuck in bushes and everything else and, and they finally fixed that with the what they call the bird cage design yeah, they the sealed circle. the end of it up yeah. yeah they just put a circle or almost like a a uh, washer almost on right, the, you know? and with the the getting dirty, what they did is they found out the powder they were using in the cartridges was burning extremely dirty and leaving a lot of residue. So they changed the cartridge, the powder in the cartridges to a different propellant that burned a lot cleaner, and that made them run a lot longer with less cleaning. Uh, and guess what? Every soldier <clears throat> carried with him uh, cigar pipe cleaners, no shaving brush. Oh, to clean uh, to, to clean, clean up the, weapon, the M16, yeah. yeah, and they and they use condoms to cover the muzzles when they went through water. From what I understand, yeah. yep, they still can do, and they still do that if they have to go through water because a lot of times there's water gets in that barrel, and it's such a small diameter barrel, twenty two caliber barrel, it can hold water because the surface tension of the water will hold better in a smaller area, but. Now we're going to get in. Now they're looking for different cartridges also because the, the little twenty-two, the five-five-six cartridge, they're saying is not quite as effective. So they're looking at um, a six-point-eight millimeter projectile versus a five-point-five-six. So it's going to be over a millimeter wider cartridge. And they've determined that these perform much better at mid to long ranges. <clears throat> Now, at the time the M16 first came out, though, I don't believe, I don't know if it was adopted as our official weapon because we still had contracts with all the nations in the North Atlantic Treaty Organization and NATO to use certain cartridges. And the 7.62 by 51, the 308, was considered the standard rifle cartridge. And then they brought out the M16, which was using a non-NATO cartridge. They eventually adopted the 5.56 as a NATO cartridge as well. <clears throat> And now they're looking to get into a 6.8, which if you guys know anything about cartridges, between 6 and 7 millimeters tends to be the optimal ballistic coefficient for most bullets. The shape of the bullet, the length, the length-to-width ratio all tend to be optimal between 6 and 7 millimeters. That's why there's been this huge surge of people looking for the 6.5 Creedmoors and 6-millimeter Creedmoors because the ballistic coefficient is so very good. Now, I haven't seen the cartridge they're using, but for what I understand, it's going to be a short version of a 6.8 millimeter. I don't know who's making it or haven't actually seen one. I don't know which one because there are several 6.8 millimeter cartridges out there available now. I imagine they're going to try and use something that's relatively short so the magazine length or well won't have to be increased by very much. 
And from what I can see, it looks like Sig Sauer is Sig Sauer is offering something. Um, General Dynamics is making an offer. They're working with Beretta on something, and then uh, Textron is has an offering, and they're working with HK to build theirs. Now, of these three companies, I think only SIG is manufacturing everything in-house. They're making their suppressors. They're making the cartridges. They're making the weapons. So we're going to see. But they'll be testing for probably at least a couple of years, and then they're going to try and pick one and make this happen. And they're going to replace the saws and the and the, the standard infantry weapons. Now, one of these, uh, I think it's General Dynamics, has actually designed a bullpup design where the trigger assembly is actually behind, is actually in front of the magazine well. So that way the action of the rifle is behind the trigger assembly. So that you shoulder the part of the weapon that's right by the magazine and the action. Okay, so uh, the new ones, are they going to still have the uh, grenade launcher on them too? Uh, you know, there was something about that. Let me find that. They are working for a grenade launcher as well. Uh, you know, they replaced that? the M79. 40 millimeter. Oh, no, that's a cartridge. No, I don't see anything about a grenade launcher. I'm sure they're going to make them attachable somehow. That would be silly not to. I mean, you've got the grenade launcher. If not, the grenade launcher just becomes a single, single shot pistol. Yeah. <laughs> just put a pistol grip on it. <laughs> That would be that would be fun. I'm not big on single shot pistols, but I'd love one that fires a 40 millimeter grenade. Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know that was quite an advancement coming from the M79. Oh yeah, yeah. Getting the the, the M203 grenade launcher. Yeah, yeah. Just attached to the bottom of the M16. Yeah, I mean I don't know. Now I, n- the- I never fired one, but oh me neither. But I'd like I, to. I've, I've fired the M79, which I loved. That was well. Yeah, it fires a grenade. Fun. How bad yeah. can it be? Yeah, how right. much fun is that? Let's Doom. go fire some grenades. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, there, you'll probably see a lot more of this as they actually start testing, and then and and a lot of these companies may bring civilian versions of these to the market, probably to help their cause a little bit. Because if people pick one or decide they like one or the other they do testing with it on civilian markets it'll save the army millions of dollars because they'll be able to watch youtube videos on how these guns test it out why not let somebody else help you with the testing let's do some of it i'd be happy to volunteer for that you know you wonder or i do uh the set you or me not me but uh must be one of those robocalls anyway um It'll be interesting, and and this is where I have a real problem with our Congress, for them making military decisions, and they make military decisions from the budget standpoint. Are they going to pay for this and so forth and so on? And I, I guess I'm curious, are we going to – what kind of standing military are we going to have to have? I mean, we'll always have to put boots on the ground in some cases. Right. You can't just rely on air support and and electronics. But at the same token, you know, drones are playing a bigger and bigger place in our military every day. And, you know, and and our whole – we're probably the only military in the world that cares about their people and they'd rather have a drone shot than a person shot. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because a drone can be replaced much easier. It's money, but it's not a person. Yeah, we 
we in the United States take our 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 soldiers to heart all the time and try and protect them the best we can and give them the best equipment, protection, and offensive that, that we can provide. Now, there was something interesting about this uh, rifle. They're looking to get each company is developing their own version of the 6.8 millimeter cartridge. In fact, the SIG weapon uses a steel lower case and a brass upper case. They say this was done to reduce weight because you can make the steel a lot thinner and still make it just as strong. Now, I think it is General Dynamics has a cartridge that is a plastic casing rather than metal to keep the weight down. Now, that to me is fascinating, although you can't reload them. At least I don't think you can once they've been fired. But the plastic case would keep the weight down tremendously and should keep it in probably the same range as a standard 5.56 cartridge as far as weight goes. Imagine being able to carry just as many 6.8 millimeter projectiles as you could the 5.56 and have the same weight there. That would be awesome. Be a little bit bulkier still. The cartridge may be bigger, but uh, the weight's going to be the same. So that's going to be interesting to see how this pans out. You'll probably see more of this as they start testing stuff. And they've also signed up with, who is it, uh, Vortex, I believe, to provide optics for them. And all. And they're going to give the uh, the weapon companies a chance to integrate the optics with the guns once they get the optics designed, whatever they decide to do. Because now it seems like optics on weapons is almost mandatory, almost everything. I mean, you still have open sights on some stuff. It has to be there for a backup at least, but most everybody realizes with the optics today and how durable they are, it's much easier, faster to teach people to shoot well with some sort of optic on the weapon. Now, I wonder if they're going to go with some sort of just a dot sighting or if they're going to actually use some sort of magnification or maybe a low-power variable optic, which would be great for a, like a squad leader or a, um, a marksman. The marksman in each squad should have a, an LPVO, a low-power variable optic, to give them that little bit of extra range that they might need to be able to protect their squad. But this is something you have to keep an eye on. I mean, there's a lot of companies working on this stuff, and it's going to be interesting to see. And, you know, there's bullpup designs, more standard designs, and I wonder if the Army's going to go with a bullpup design. I believe the English Army now is using the L85 or something like that, and it's a bullpup design. They've been using it for a while. And, of course, Austria has this, the Steyr AUG that they've been using. The idea is it makes the weapon shorter and easier to handle, and you can have a longer barrel length and still keep the same length of weapon. The idea of the bullpup is a great idea, but the only problem it has is it has to be available to be switched for left and right-handed shooters. While an M4, you can shoot either way. It's easier for a right-handed shooter, but you can still shoot it left-handed without having to make any modifications. While with a bullpup design, you could not shoot the thing with a cheek weld with a right-handed case ejection system because it would throw it right into your face. So they may look at that and decide the bullpup's not for them, or they may decide to do something a little different and do some of them in a bullpup design. I'll keep an eye on that. If I see anything else coming up, I'll let everybody know. Now we have to get into something real quick. This is, if you've been following any gun law for the past, I don't know, couple of weeks, the ATF has decided that now the pistol braces, which have become so popular may now have to be reclassified as a short-barreled rifle. 
millions and millions of AR pistols are out there. They've, they've had this pistol brace legal since 2012, and now they're deciding to reclassify this as a short-barreled rifle as a stock instead of a pistol brace, which means there's probably between four and five million people out there who own these things, and all of a sudden you're going to become a criminal if you don't register this. This is this decision could lead to the biggest gun registration or turn-in effort in American history. And supposedly this was done after colluding with the Biden-Harris campaign or Biden-Harris administration, even though they haven't been sworn in yet. They're already mixing it up with the ATF and trying to get them to go more. Now, they do have a comment time period of a couple of weeks. So if you get a chance, go to the ATF website, tell them they're violating the Constitution, they're violating their own regulations, which they put forth in 2012, saying this was a legal way to have a pistol, and now they want to change it. Now, if they change it, you're going to have to register these guns. And normally there's a $200 tax stamp on each and every one of these. They're willing to waive the $200 for the first possessor of the weapon, which means you register this weapon, you get your tax stamp, no $200 necessary. However, if you ever sell that weapon again, the new owner would have to pay the $200 transfer fee to get it transferred into their name. So it basically turns it into an SBR. So they're giving you a free SBR stamp. But they're requiring registration. Don't fall for it. They're throwing the carrot out there saying, oh, yeah, look, you get a free SBR. Register them all. But meanwhile, they're taking you, registering all your information, all your guns information. And what's the next step? That's when they come take them away. And I just wonder how many people are going to fall for this. Are people going to comply? This is like, you know, bait and switch. Oh, yeah. You know, it's... (laughs) The government being illegal, and like you said, don't fall for it. Right, and they're saying these have to be either registered, turned in, destroyed, or dismantled. But now they're trying to lay out standards to where some of these may fall within these standards, other ones may not. So I don't know how exactly that's going to happen. They haven't released the standards yet, so we don't know how they're going to determine which of these will have to be SBRs and which ones will not. Again, this is why it's so important to get out and vote right. for Kelly Loeffler and for David Perdue. We've got to keep our checks and balances, and we can't let a uh, maniac like Biden and his people change our lives. But this can be done through regulation. This doesn't even require law changes. The ATF can just change the way they recognize things or to change the way they but why make do a I determination. But coming from your president? Right. I mean, th- this happened after a meeting with him where he probably gave them the go-ahead. Let's, let's start shutting down everywhere we can without me having to change laws. Let's get this stuff. Let's start registering everything we can. Let's start shutting things down in any way we can without laws being passed. Because Kamala Harris even said if she gets in office, she is going to do it by executive order. She's going to limit guns, stop guns, keep people from owning them. And the Second Amendment doesn't matter to her. She doesn't care. The fact that it's there doesn't mean anything to her. doesn't mean diddly squat. She doesn't think any standard citizen should have a right to own a gun. But yet she's going to be under constant protection of people with guns 24-7. 
365 days a year, but she thinks she's above you. She is royalty. She deserves this. You do not deserve the right to protect yourself with the same weapons that she has. It's just... uh, If Trump, and it looks like he has lost, that's what you're getting. And if you voted for Biden and Harris, you're going to get what you deserve. Yeah, well, the people who don't didn't vote for them are going to get what they don't deserve too. But that's hey, right. exactly. unfortunately, that's the way it goes. That's the way our country works. And there's all kinds of uh, cases of fraud being brought up, but I don't know. You know, they're trying to to determine whether or not it was enough. And I don't know that at this point it'd be easy to overturn anything. I just don't think it would be. I think they're already putting things in effect. The government's already decided this is how they want to do things. They want the they want the swamp monster back in charge so they can go back to business as usual. Just like with the um the stimulus package. They're giving seven it was a nine hundred billion dollar stimulus of which I think if they gave every man, woman, and child six hundred dollars, that'd be about two hundred billion, which means the other seven hundred billion is going to foreign countries, to other special interest groups. So more than three times the amount they're giving the American people is going to other places other than COVID relief. And whose money is that? It's our money. It's tax money. Exactly. They're giving you a little $600 rebate saying, here you go. Now go away. We'll give you some crumbs. Go away. Yeah. But what they don't realize is maybe people will spend that $600 on a new gun or on some boxes of ammo and help defend their rights the next time they try and take rights away. Because I don't know how a court is going to see this because... If you bought a pistol brace of any type, you probably got a letter in the box, a copy of the letter from that brace company with the ATF's approval saying this has been approved as a as a device that is not does not render this weapon a short-barreled rifle. Now, if they reverse this decision, that's to me that would be a case of ex post facto. We'd have to talk to Mark the Shark on that and see getting an illegal opinion and see if that would be or I mean this is something where the Americans bought these in good faith as regular as pistols and now they're trying to turn them into some sort of class three registered weapon. Now Biden also said he was going to do that with every semi automatic rifle that looked like a military-style rifle. He was going to make all those into Class II weapons, and he was talking about not waiving the $200 fee. I don't know, if again, if that would be legal. Or they're going to suck you in by giving you free registration on all these weapons, and then you'll have all these tax stamps you've got to keep up with. You With guns, you'll be very difficult to sell after this point. And I just... It just... The fact that they're changing the laws after the fact and trying to make you responsible for the new law changes just seems like that's highly illegal. You can't make change the law and then arrest somebody for something they did that was legal when they did it. So we'll have to see how this pans out. Hopefully everyone can go to the BATF website, make a comment in the comment section, tell them not to do this. I don't know if it's going to make any difference at all. I don't know if they actually read the comments, if they look at them. Maybe just they just weigh them good or bad and see how much, I guess, how much uh, flack they're going to get if they try and pass this. But, again, it's going to come down to compliance also. Are people going to st- step up and start registering everything? Are they going to take a chance and just – are these weapons going to get lost in boating accidents? Or are these weapons going to get destroyed in demolition derbies? We don't know what's going to happen. There's no telling. So it's like in in New Zealand, they had approximately 1.2 to 1.5 million weapons that were violating the new rules, 
and they asked people to turn them in. There was no compensation. There was nothing you were getting except turn these weapons in. They're now illegal, and you're not supposed to own them. Out of the 1.23 million weapons they had, they received 37 of them have been turned in to date. And I applaud that. New Zealanders, you Kiwis, keep it up. Your rights can only be taken if you allow them to be, if you let them get taken. Was it Stalin who once plucked a live chicken, threw it on the ground, it was suffering, it was bleeding, and then he starts throwing it pieces of corn, going, yeah, as long as you throw them some treats here and there, they'll follow you around wherever you go. And this chicken followed him around. Even though he inflicted all the pain and harm on that animal, the animal was getting its little bits of corn and it was following him around. And that's exactly what the government's going to do. They're going to throw you a little, oh, free your SBR registration. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it at all. You have a letter that came with your pistol brace saying it was legal. You know, and granted, it may end up becoming a court case. I hope the uh, manufacturers of these, the NRA gets behind this and stops this from happening. Now, granted, see, this started with the bump stock thing. Even though I'm not a fan of bump stocks, the right to have them was already put out there. It was already made. And for you to have to destroy or hand in something that you paid money for with no compensation because of a change of regulation is ridiculous. Ex post facto. You can't change the law and make somebody a criminal if they if what they were doing was legal when it happened. So I don't know. This is going to be something. This is going to be a big deal, too, because there are over 4 million of these things, from what they can tell, in circulation right now. And hundreds of more being sold every day. Everybody wants to stock up on these in case this becomes an issue. As anything you have in your possession before this goes into effect will be free to register, free tax stamp. Which, you know, I hope nobody even takes advantage of it, just blows it off and they get, you know, a hundred registrations out of four to five million. That would be a good case of non-compliance. But I just don't know if they're going to be able to push this through. And the ATF does this all the time. They changed, they tried to change pistol braces at one time saying, if you put it against your shoulder, it was illegal. Then they changed it back saying, no, it doesn't change the, the pistol into a short barrel rifle just by where you place the pistol brace. So, but now they're going backwards saying a pistol brace may make it into a short barreled rifle regardless of how you fire it. So please, people, go to the BATF website, leave them a comment saying they are wrong and they should not do this and they need to leave things the way they are. And don't make us hand in, don't make us register anything because it's illegal and it shouldn't be done. Just another infringement on our Second Amendment rights shall not be infringed, should ring in your ears every time you hear anybody say anything about making passing a gun law, especially a federal gun law. It's bad enough that states ignore this. States will go and make their own laws. In California, fortunately, people are pushing back. But I'd really like to know how they're voting out there. Are they voting for the people who will help them push back, or are they voting for the same idiots who keep doing the same things over and over again but just be aware of this follow up i'm going to try and follow up as soon as i hear anything i think we have about a week left maybe or two weeks left of comments before the atf takes any sort of action and i don't know if the comments are going to make any a hill of beans a difference to them anyway they may have already decided what they're going to do 
And the thing is, they haven't decided all pistol braces, but they're going to have some sort of specifications that's going to determine whether or not your brace falls within this having to register as a short barrel rifle. So I hope they just knock this off because this is ridiculous. Imagine that turning four million law-abiding citizens into criminals overnight by the change of a regulation. These weapons were perfectly legal when they purchased them without any further registration, and all these people will instantly become criminals when they change this regulation. And they don't even have to pass a law. The Senate and the Congress don't have to be involved in this at all. They can just change regulations, and all of a sudden, everybody's a criminal. I mean, I've been a big proponent of the pistol braces because they make a weapon much more compact, easier to use, and a lot of cartridges out there, especially some of the new ones... You know, the the uh, 300 uh, blackout in particular only needs a 9.5-inch barrel to burn all the powder in the 300 blackout, which means you don't need a 16-inch barrel to fire that cartridge effectively. All you need is 9.5 inches. And I know size matters, but let's get real. Sometimes more compact is easier to use. <laughs> if I have anybody who can tell me more about that, don't bother. I don't need to know. But... Uh, Look at all your stuff. See if you have anything with pistol braces. See how many you have. See if it's going to be worth it for you to get up here and make a comment. Fight for it. This is the time we need to stand up and do something. Don't let it go the way of the bump stock. Don't let them take these away from us or force registration. Because this will be the biggest registration or turn-in effort that America has ever seen with over 4 million different weapons affected almost four million people affected by this and i just wonder how many of these people even know that this is going on if you know people who are collectors or uh gun enthusiasts let them know this is happening let them know go make a comment to go to the batf site make the comment tell them to stop this the nra is actually standing up against this too which is good because the bump stock thing they basically threw that in they were willing to give up the bump stocks as a concession well here at least they're standing up to this so i hope this stays i hope they stay with it and i hope they make a big enough stink to where the batf will back down and say you know what we said these were okay we're going to let them stay okay and we're not going to come after them or force registration Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've learned something today. If you don't have a pistol brace, go get one. You can still buy them right now. They're available. Don't, you know, and maybe if we can get more of these into circulation, let's get a couple more million of them into circulation in the next few weeks. Let's make it harder and harder for them to make more and more citizens into criminals. Let's have 10 million people affected by this. That would be phenomenal. Go out there and buy your bump stocks. Go to the BATF site and make a comment. All right, I am Roger B. This has been Locked and Loaded, and you've been listening to America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.